fashion emergency hotline. Help! My mom doesn't think I need to go back to school You have to go to school. It's the law. You didn't let me finish. She doesn't think I need to go back to school shopping. That should be a law. Go to Old Navy. You'll be voted best dress before school even starts. Old Navy? Yes. Right now, kids' clothes are up to 60% off. 60% off? Yeah. The hallway will be your runway. They have awesome graphic tees, colorful active gear, and jeans start at just $10. Now you're talking. Thank you. Don't thank me. Thank Old Navy. Balance 728 to 92. Select styles only. SRN Survival Radio Network. Hey, good evening. Hi, this is Mark Parham, and I want to welcome you to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. News, interviews, and the information you need to start and grow your small business. Real talk with real people talking about issues facing small business and our community today. To listen to past shows, sign up to be a guest, or contact me, go to catbuildertalk.com or find me on Facebook under Cat Builder Talk. Enjoy the show. Hey, this is Mark Parham. Welcome to another episode. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Here helping you build the capacity to change your life, trying to help you walk in your purpose. Starting at the new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I only have to say this a couple more times because I'm really liking this 7 o'clock hour. Last week's show, we went to an hour and a half format. We'll be slowly making it to two. All right. So tonight's show, the Cat Builder Talk Show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life because we feel that information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. Tonight, we're going to talk about the main topic is getting your business funded. A lot of people are trying to start businesses and wondering how to get it funded. We're going to talk about that tonight. So tonight, we're going to have the business of the week. I'm going to discuss past and upcoming events. And I got my man, Myron Smith, out here talking in the personal development area, talking about the importance of custom-made clothing, the right fit. You want to look good, you want to be good, you got to have the right clothing on. We're going to talk about that. Then I'm going to bring back my man, small business user, Martin Pratt. He's going to bring us, always as he does, tidbits of information that we need to make decisions and look what's going on around us. And if we have time, I'll do my business development, my cat builder minute. But then I'm going to bring on the guest interview tonight, Stephanie Bolden with Lift Fund. She's going to be talking about what her organization does to get people into business. And then after that, Rhonda Novak is going to come on and talk about some of the things that is near and dear to my heart, getting people prepared for funding. You just can't walk in the bank and say you need a little money. Okay, she's going to talk about what she goes to to help people get prepared. So, the Survival Radio Network Business of the Week. Coming soon, Search TV. Be sure to check out the independent film docuseries channel created by Clark Garrison in conjunction with Yupster Media Art and Entertainment Production Company. Search will be airing on Amazon and Roku this fall for more information on the program. Or if you're an indie director with a viable project, go to SurgeTelevision.com and let them know Survival Radio Network sent you. Now, the other thing, last week's show, I mean, we talked about what's going on in our school system. We talked about what parents can do. I had so many people on, you know, I had 
Dr. Chantree Sims, Jonathan Johnson, Toya White, Barry Brown. I mean, we were talking about what it takes now for us to be in school, working with our children. A lot of times people feel that at high school you can just drop the kids off and wave them goodbye, but that's not always true. That's the time that they need us. So if you haven't listened to that show, I want you to go to catbuildertalk.com, click on the link, and listen to the show. It's very, very important because you got to help your kids. Like the last two guests I had on were academic coordinators that focused on athletics if your kids are gifted in sports. But I want you to go check that show out. It's very, very important. Past, past events, last Wednesday, I was, I was at the Women Plus Credit Equal Capital. We have had a great, great, great workshop at Point University. Uh, I conducted the Building Your Business Credit Forum. Matter of fact, the two young ladies on there tonight were at this event. I heard what they had to say there, so I brought them on the show tonight. Okay. Coming events tomorrow at the Urban League. I'll be doing the final session of the 12-week series every Tuesday night. But for the next four weeks, we're just going to be doing special topic series. So there still will be classes every Tuesday night. I'll post those to the website. On Thursday, August 25th, from 6 to 8 at the SBA office downtown, Women Go Mobile is having a workshop on social media marketing. You can go to WEOP.org to find out more about this. Then on Saturday, August 27th, How to Win No-Bid Contracts, sponsored by the New Africa Business Association of Atlanta. It's going to be at 2733 Sylvan Road, East Point, Georgia. You can go to NewAfricaBAA.com to find out more information about that. Well, we got a lot going on in the show tonight. I'm going to go to break. And when I come back, I'm going to bring on first personal development. I'm going to let Myron Smith come to you and talk about having the right fit. Then my main man, Martin Pratt, is going to come back and give us some news and information that we need to move on through the rest of this week. You listen to Mark Parham, Cat Miller Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Short break. I'll be back in a moment. Hey family, it's Lenore Jean-Baptiste and it is time for Positively SRN News, where we will inform, inspire, and get you thinking. Spreading positivity, education, and inspiration, this is your number one positive news station. With tickets for the 2016 Olympic Games ranging from a few hundred to a few thousand, many of Brazil's lower income cannot even imagine participating in the festivities going on in their country. This ranged true to the youth from the slums of Moro de Providencia. Well, that was until comedians Jerome Jair and Jupita Zorita stepped in and assisted. Jerome from France and Jupita from Mexico brought 100 youth from the Moro de Providencia slums to watch the Olympic Games. Guess what? for free. The good news is not stopped there. In Colombia, the Colombian company Conceptos Plasticos, based in Colombia's capital of Bogota, are intervening in their country's battle against homelessness. Also concerned with the pollution epidemic their country faces with plastic waste, Concepto Plasticos is using one problem to fix another by using the waste materials to produce houses for thousands of their country's people without shelters and homes. 
Partnering with the country's musicians and architects, professional Colombians are joining forces to create houses for their people. Modeled by Lego, they plan to produce homes for those most in need. Bogota alone produces an estimate of 750 tons of plastic waste, where only 100 are being recycled. The hope is to be... Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm coming back at Builder News. And I tell you what, tonight we're going to start this conversation out with my main man, Myron Smith, who's been, man, he's been dressing for as long as I've known him. Myron, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. Now, I tell you what, uh, I'll let you do your elevator pitch, introduce who you are and what you represent, and then we'll get into this short conversation about having the right fit. Okay. Uh, Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, my name is Myron Smith. I work for a company called Q Clothier. We're located in the historic Ponce City Market down on 675 Ponce de Leon uh, in Midtown. Uh, we're based out of Dallas. Uh, been in Ponce Market since November. And uh, what we do basically is custom-made clothing for men. Uh, we have uh, the Q side, which is our basically our formal side and dressy side. We do custom clothing there. And then we have the other side, another store right next door to us that's connected to us called Live 51, where we incorporate the casual side as well. And in between, we have a whiskey bar so we can take care of the gentlemen. You know, we're based on um, appointments, and so we like to try to get the gentlemen coming in, get them settled, get them comfortable. And if they have the ladies or the, the wives or girlfriends, they can be comfortable too as well, have a glass of wine, champagne, and relax and while we take care of the gentlemen. Yeah, you know, let, let's talk about for a minute why this is important, you know. And I'm glad you're serving liquor at this. The last time I went in and got custom fitted, I needed a drink. Okay. <laughs> okay. So but let's talk about the, why custom fitting. You know, you see all these commercials. You can go here and buy four suits for $200, and, you know, things like this. What's the difference? Why would I want to get something custom made? Well, you know, basically the difference of, uh, nowadays you can get a custom-made suit just as much as you can buy a suit off the racket. I mean, off, off, I'm sorry, off the rack. But uh, the difference is is that you're getting something that's exclusively made for you. You know, we take your measurements, your body style, and it's made exclusively exclusively for you. Um, you know, with off-the-rack items, you have to, you know, find your fit, and then put it on, and then, you know, most of the time you need some alterations, some tweaking here and there. But uh, with custom, you know, we take your measurements, your body measurements, and we fit you for your body style. So, uh, and, and also you get the chance to pick the fabric, you pick the styles, you pick the buttons, you pick the stitching, you pick the lapels. So it becomes a personal issue. So you have more of a, there's, there's more of a gratitude with something that you created for yourself. Uh, that you can wear and look good in. So I can create my own look. Uh, you can create your own look, you know. My model is just <laughs> who you are. All right, all right. So is this a long process? You know, I come in there and get fitted, you know, how long do I have to wait to, you know, start wearing my gear? Yeah, it, it's pretty simple. Um, you come in and um, we take your measurements. You choose the fabric. I think the most tedious uh, element of the process is actually picking your fabric. Uh, we have the largest selection mm-hmm. of fabrics in anyone in the business. Uh, 
And uh, it's just so it can be overwhelming sometimes. So we walk you through. And, uh, you know, based on your lifestyle, based on what you're looking for, we'll make some suggestions as far as fabulous and style and uh, just to help you along. But uh, it's pretty simple. Measuring doesn't take very long. Uh, like I said, once you pick the fabulous style, then um, we put all that information into the system and our, our, our tailors get to work, you know. So on suits, the turnaround time is about four weeks. And on shirts, about two and a half, three weeks. Industry standards about uh-huh. six to eight weeks, so we're doing better than most most of our competition. Okay. So if I want to come down there, how do I catch up to you? Yeah, just give me a call. Uh, you can call me directly at four four seven five nine four zero nine zero, or email me at Myron. That's M Y R E O N at Q Clothier C L O T H I E R dot com. Or you can just come down right. to the showroom, which is located at Ponce City Market at 675 Ponce de Leon Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, just come in and ask for Myron. All right. Well, I'm going to come over there, man. Uh, you've been taking care of me all these years. Uh, I guess it's time for me to get fitted again, you know. But make sure you had that, make sure that whiskey bar is open for a brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, man. Thanks for coming out tonight. You know, I just want people to know, man, if you want to be the boss, you got to look like the boss. You got to look like the boss. You got to have your own style. All right? Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you for coming out. Image is everything. All right. Thank you. All right. That was Myron Smith. He came out to talk about, you know, what's going on in clothing. Because I think when you're trying to get your brand together, you got to work on it. You just can't just step out there just in anything. So... That's a lot of what we're doing. So next, I'm going to bring on my man, Martin Martin Pratt. I'm going to bring him in. He's going to give us some more news and good information. Martin, welcome to the show. Hey. What's going on? What's going on, man? So what you got for us tonight, man? We got some interesting things that that are really changing the way business is going to be done. Um, I think we had you had Jonathan Johnson on, and Jonathan came to me uh, over at Tech Square. Great young man uh, with an interesting quandary, and he was saying, "Can I do a a tech nonprofit for profit?" And I said, oh, "I heard about something like that a while ago. Let me check into it." And what's, what I found, I posted on the um, the Facebook. Uh, Cat built a network page, and what that is called is a L three C. And for those who are, you know, not really know, it's actually called a hybrid. It's a limited liability company for low profit. <laughs> and what that just means is that it's not a non for profit and it's not a for profit. And it's only available in right currently in certain states. The states have to pass a certain type of legislation. We have on our Cat Builder uh, Network page the, the Wikipedia talks about it, and also a very good article from Stanford University, and it breaks it down completely. At uh, Stanford University breaks it down completely what and how you would try to use a L3C. But this is this is coming to Georgia. Um, I think it's in, uh, I want to say, five states right now, or more, a little bit more than five states right now. But um, anyway, it's coming to Georgia because 
the concept of having a non-for-profit, and but then you have a for-profit that has a mission that's set out to do a lot of non-for-profit things. In social entrepreneurship, these are entrepreneurs, and maybe like they have a um, uh, goal to get marriage counseling out there. Well, when you get when you start mm-hmm. to dive into people's lives and you want to be a, a life coach and all those type of things, you're actually helping people, and you're not really, you know, some people may not be able to afford your fees, and so you mm-hmm. might do a scholarship and find a sponsor, and then it gets all, well, I'm donating my time, sort of, but I don't have a tax liability or a a a real uh, vehicle, a financial vehicle, and also a tax vehicle to show. Because I'm a for-profit. When well, people tell you, "Well, go be a non-profit," well, then I can't, <laughs> I can't charge people. Like I don't want to charge people. And then people have done, you mm-hmm. know, you have uh, Hewlett Packard Foundation. You have a lot of non-for-profit, for-profit missions, and for-profits. Not so the government, and, and I guess probably some creative accountant somewhere came up with this concept of low-profit, live, limited liability companies. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Yes, sir. Now, is it in Delaware? Can you create one someplace else and operate here as a foreign corporation, I wonder? Uh, the the challenge is the state legislation. I don't know why this. Okay. Uh, all, right. all of a sudden, okay. the the, uh, the um, Wikipedia page. So that's when I started talking about this. The Wikipedia page is like it's going away. But let me go over to Stanford. Um, the Stanford page talks, talks in generalities about it. But it's, mm-hmm. I believe, in Wikipedia. When you Google uh, L3C, you'll come, you can find it, and it's specific to certain states because that state's legislation has passed and said yes, we we do. But your state, you have to you would have to be operating in that state that says yes, we we're okay, down with Okay, got you, got you. Um, you can right. incorporate in that you know in that state and not operate in that state. It's a uh, Louisiana, I'm sorry, not Louisiana. Well, it is Louisiana. L- Illinois, Kansas, Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, North Carolina. Um, pending okay. is North Dakota, Rhode Island, Utah, Vermont, and Wyoming. Um, but that was in 2000. The last update to the Wikipedia page was 2014. So, um, but, yeah. So it looks like it's going to be a really interesting. And it actually it was under the uh, tax reform of 1969 that a program-related mm-hmm. investment is what you could go after, and therefore investments in L3Cs and charities qualify as a uh, program-related mm-hmm. investment. So it's really interesting. And a side note to that, yeah, did not did not know that you could have a a donor-advised fund as a not-for-profit. And what, if you Google donor-advised fund, Leo mm-hmm. was a Leo DiCaprio. He has the DiCaprio Foundation is a donor advised fund, and you could use that as a non for profit or as you're a wealthy individual, give to that donor advised fund, and the donor advised fund doesn't have to uh, tell the law doesn't have to tell anybody what you gave them. <laughs> but you get to claim. Oh, here's the thing that's really interesting. You get to claim the oh, full donation. No, this is this is. I just stumbled upon this on the weekend. I was like, he did what? So somebody gave him six hundred thousand dollars worth of art, but the the press can't figure out how like what his exact donation is because 
the DiCaprio Leo, Leonard, Leo DiCaprio Foundation is a donor advised fund versus a nonprofit. Wow. But they get the same wow. status as nonprofit. And guess what? When you go to the IRS, the page that talks about it says that we, as of May, it was updated May 2016, we recognize some individuals have abused this. <laughs> And so they made certain <laughs> addendums, amendments to it, but in the amendment, I have never seen an IRS amendment that said may, uses the word can be, use the word may, so it's still a gray area. It's still time out there, folks. <laughs> no, but um, donor advised funds are really an interesting structure for wealthy individuals to get the full value of that, like a trust, but give it away. So, interesting. Oh, uh, last thing I want to talk about real quick is Move business cards. I put it on the uh, the uh, Facebook. Move has these near-field communication business cards that you never have to give away. Mm-hmm. You swipe the card against somebody's phone, and it gives them all your information, every single thing you want them to have. And it's only 29 bucks. So check out our, um, our uh, Facebook page for the Move business cards that are NFC-enabled. That allows you to swipe the card against anybody's phone, and transfer all your information on my business card, and you never have to give that business card away. Wow. It's safe, man. It sounds like you need some protection or something. You nah, it's, but, a, it's uh, a little, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> tiny, tiny little thread, a strip, you know, with these, these right. printers now. They don't have to build a chip anymore. Right. They just spread it into the newspaper. Right. So there's a paper, right. the paper. Yeah. All right, all right, man. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to check all this out, Mark. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. And always, I always. appreciate your information and your insight. I'll talk to you, you definitely. Later. All right, bro. Yeah. All right. Good night. That was Mark Pratt bringing news and information. We are going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to have our conversation with these two young ladies about how to get your business funded. Listen to Mark Farham, Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues. Take small business today. I'll be back in a moment. Honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Cap Builder Talk with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. Getting ready to start this conversation out tonight about getting funded. You know, one of the biggest things that's happening right now, especially if you've been in business, you know, one to three years, it's time to grow. And in order to grow, you need funding. You know, where you get that funding from can be from a micro lender, can be from a bank, from friends and family. But you have to get ready for it. So tonight we're going to have two conversations. We're going to have a conversation first with Stephanie Bolden. 
from LiftCon. She's going to talk about what her organization does to try to help you get funding and what you have to go through to do it. And then we're going to have a conversation with Rhonda Novak. She's going to talk about what she does to help people get prepared. So my first guest, I'm going to welcome her to the show, is Ms. Stephanie Bolden from LiftCon. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me. You know, I had to invite you. We got to talking the other day. Matter of fact, I'm not only not going to fight you, I'm going to give you some applause. <laughs> because right. the other day when Thanks. we were talking and you were telling me what LiftFund does, I just thought it was outstanding. So why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself and introduce your organization, and then we'll start having this conversation about getting funded. Great. Well, LiftFund is uh, – well, I'm the loan administrative officer for LiftFund, and we're a nonprofit that provides small business loans to startups and, ex- and existing businesses and we've been in, recently expanded to Georgia as of May. That's when I've gotten here. And right now my job is to inform the community of the option of for their small business that, to let them know that they have another option to get their business funded. So you said okay. you just recently got here to this market. What market were you in before? Actually, we were in Texas. That's where we originated in 1994. We got established mm-hmm. in Texas, and I'm coming right now out of Louisiana, and I've been in Louisiana since 2009. And when this opportunity became available, I jumped on it, and I wanted to let Georgia community know that they have another financial option. So you want to get here to whole hot land, huh? Come on, yeah, come on, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, all right, all right. So let's, let's talk about the products and services that you offer then, you know. Um, like right now, the reason why I say that is because all of a sudden everybody's trying to get into small business lending, you know, uh, the big banks are, some of the other micro lenders. So let's talk about what LiftFund has to offer that um, you feel is just the greatest thing ever, the reason why you're working for them. Well, what do they offer Okay, we actually mm-hmm. partner with banks, and we offer mm-hmm. loans such as um, startup loans from $500, and they can go up to 500000 And right now, 500000 um, 500, yes. Wow. And loans over 250 to 500000 they they must involve real estate. However, um, we can, we're here to provide them a viable option, you know, because sometimes they're not able to go to a bank. Uh-huh. When you say must involve real estate, what does that mean? What that means is you mean like that like a five hundred four. I'm purchasing. Like I'm purchasing no, a building or something. Um, or? They are going no. to be occupying that business. Say, for instance, they're trying to purchase a building to operate in. They now they've been renting, okay, and now they gotcha. want to purchase the building to operate. And that now they have that option. They can come through us to do that. Okay, but we partner okay. with banks. Um, to do um, many of our loans, say for instance, some, an individual may go to a bank and they're not able to get financing through banks. The banks may refer them to us. Could be for the reason that they are a startup, and the bank may not look at an individual who has who does not have two years of financials. That is something that we can mm-hmm. definitely look at. And if it may be an oh. industry that the bank is not familiar with or not comfortable lending to, 
they can refer them to us. So that's how we work with banks. Now, is this anywhere in Georgia or just in Atlanta? No, it's actually throughout Georgia. Throughout Georgia. However, in the metro Atlanta area, we do, um, we're able to open up all of our products to that area. So we have various so products. What are your, your, so what are, your mm-hmm. hot, what are your top products? You say you have a lot of products. What are some of your top products? Well, um, most people we do have that. We have the startup loans. We have um, mm-hmm. wh- right now we do have an I-10 loan for um, immigrants. Um, we have loans for people who are trying to purchase um, equipment for their business, the equipment loans. So if they need to purchase equipment, we can finance that equipment for them. So they have that option to come through us to do that. And we... We're going to look at several factors when considering them for a loan. The first is the character, and, of course, that's based on your credit. And I am going to be the advocator mm-hmm. for that individual. So basically um, how they work with me, if I have a difficult time working with them to get the documents together, that's a good indication that if something should happen with that loan, I may have a difficult time collecting. And, you know, so... I'm the one that so will I, be working directly with them. Yeah. So then I should we probably show the, up with some Krispy Kreme donuts or something when I come to see yeah. you. Some donuts and flowers. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> you said, did you look at what? Capacity. You, you look at the capacity. Yeah. Our goal is to help you. So what that means is that if I find that you don't have the ability to pay for that loan, I'm not going, I'm not out there just to, you know, throw money at you. I want to make sure that this is something that you can handle. I don't want to give you that. I want to make sure that this is something that you're comfortable with and we feel that you have the ability to pay us back. Then I'm going to look at your capital. This is your personal investment. What have you put into this business? If you have not invested anything, how can you expect me to be willing to invest in you? Then collateral. And this can be um, collateral, could be the equipment that you've already purchased for the business. And like I said, we are able to Mm -hmm. use equipment that you intend for us to purchase. And we're also going to consider the condition because we know that, um, say, for instance, when the real estate market was in crisis, would that have been a good time for us to invest in additional purchase and additional real estate? So those things have to be taken into consideration. So those are some factors that we look at when we are um, considering a loan. Okay. So tell me, you know, you got people coming to you all the time. What are, you know, maybe uh, even though Ron and I are going to probably talk about this a little later, but what are like the top mistakes that people make when they come to you and they're seeking funding? Well, first, customers don't often know their credit score, and I don't want to be the one to tell Mm -hmm. them. I always encourage an individual, the first thing you should do is pull your credit. You know what's on it, and then you can tell me. Because if I'm going to, once I pull it, I don't want to have to be the one to deny you because there was something that you were not aware of. So it's always the wise course to um, make sure that you've pulled your credit and also that you have a business plan in place. So that's always good to know. Yeah. Okay. Those so are three factors. Credit. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Now, we had a conversation about this during our workshop last week about this whole credit score thing. So if they're going to pull, get their own credit report pulled, where do you suggest they should get it from? A lot of times people are saying, I'm going to use Credit Karma, use some of these other places. What do you suggest as a resource for them to get their credit pulled from? Well, I like to go to freecreditannualreport.com because then mm-hmm. we can get all three, get access all three. But our company only um, subscribes to TransUnion. That's the only one that we're going to pull. So I would always suggest that they pull that and review it, but it doesn't hurt to have access to all. So that way if there's something that's reported incorrectly, you can get that adjusted. Now, um, oh, and I you work with other banks. Okay, go I'm ahead. Sorry. I wanted to mention that no. when we're looking at your credit, we are we do not have a minimum credit score that we're focused on. We're more focused in what mm-hmm. got you to that credit score. So what that means is okay. you can have an 800 credit score, but if there was something that recently charged off, you're, you would be denied because it's important that you're paying your bills on time, and this is a test of your character. And it may be that, you know, something happened, you know, um, mm-hmm. recently, and you just have to get back on track. The other thing is that when we are looking at your credit, we look at the last, well, for certain products, I should say. Um, for certain products, we look at the um, last six months of your credit. Um, okay. And then for other larger loans, we're going to look at the last two years because we do have also SBA products that um, mm-hmm. we're, we're larger loans, and we have to look at the last two years. And for those instances, we're going to make sure that if there's anything on there, SBA would require that you've maybe neglected. SBA would require that you kind of clean those up. Like if there was a charge-off, they would want to have those paid, mm-hmm. things like that. So basically what you're saying, looking at the last six months, if I go to one of these credit cleaning services and have somebody working on my credit, you'll be able to see that that's what happened, and it won't really be a good reflection of my credit history then is what you're saying. Yeah. um, Well, we don't truly recommend those things because um, they do show back up, especially, say, for instance, um, you applied for a loan with us, and then you come back, and it Mm-hmm. We're going to pull your credit again in six months if you're reapplying. Mm-hmm. And if I see that, mm-hmm. say, when you applied you had a 700 and now you've gone down to 599, and I'm going to wonder what happened, you know, and then you have mm-hmm. to divulge what you had done that you'd actually gone to one of those um, companies and had it wiped. But, you know, so it's so important that, when you are correcting your credit, it is accurate, you know, that you're actually um, having the correct things removed and it's not just a quick fix to get along. Okay. So um, so you got some great products out there. You're new to the ATL and you got a lot of money to give away. That's what, that's what you're telling me, right? You know, you're, we do, you're we do, and we've already started. We've already started making loans, and I would love to have everyone just to check out our website. It's www.liftfund.com. Just check that out, and, you know, we'll find out other products that we have and how they can apply directly online. Okay. So, yeah, speaking of application, what is the process? And then I'll 
So I'll let you wrap here. What is the actual process? I, I go to your website. I can apply online. Yeah. So what happens? What happens when I apply? Then I will be the one. Since I'm the one in Georgia, I will be the one that will be contacting you. Um, and mm-hmm. I will basically um, review the application, pull your credit, and then give you a call back to let you know um, what you may qualify for. And that's another thing. Say, for instance, you apply for, um, um, say, a $50,000 loan after I've gotten the documentation and we've had a chance to verify um, the information, we may not see that, okay, you don't qualify for 50 based on your capacity. We may counter your offer and give you 25000 you know, okay. because, like I said, we want mm-hmm. to make sure that you can pay us back. So, mm-hmm. But that's it. Once you do that, I'll let you now. I guess that is important, that whole payback thing, you know. I guess that is yeah. kind of important. So, so if you want to give some pearls of wisdom to anybody coming to you for money, what would that be? Well, um, that wisdom is just make sure that you pull that credit. Know, it's so in, important that you know how much you want, first of all, because that's another thing. That's a, a key to me that you're, you're not ready. If you don't know how much you need when you're coming to me, you're not quite ready for that loan. So make sure you do that research first. All right. All right. Tell us once again how to get in touch with you, and I'll let you go. You can call me directly at 504-373-9695 or visit our website at www.liftfund.com. All right. All right, Ms. Stephanie, thanks for coming to the show. I'm definitely going to hold a workshop for you so you can we can invite some people out so you can talk to them direct because I think what you're doing is important, and I, and I really like the fact that you have a number of different ways you can get people funded. So I'm really looking forward to having you do a workshop for us. All right, thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, talk to you later. All right. So you heard it, Lift Fund, okay? Funding people, trying to help people get in business, but... The thing about getting one of these loans is not so much going to the right lender, it's getting prepared for it. So my next guest I'm going to bring in is Ms. Rhonda Novak. She does something similar to what I do. She prepares people for funding. But I think she's a little harder than I am. You know, I listen to this young lady talk. She's just breaking it down for real, though. Okay. You know, so, Ms. Rhonda, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I am doing absolutely fabulous, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Woo! <laughs> you know. a rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, it's a rock and roll. So let's, let's talk for a minute. You heard, you know, what? You know, Stephanie is talking about lending, and you and I both work in a lot. Well, you know what? Let me let you introduce yourself and your company, okay. and then we'll get into our conversation. So this is the fabulous money woman I'm known as Rhonda Novak, and the name of my company is Kyron Bay. Kyron is Greek, and Bay is Korean, and together it means inspired, wise, advisor. I absolutely love, 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 love doing financials and helping entrepreneurs get prepared to access capital. So that's what we do, and that's who I am. All right. So you said something that's very interesting. You love doing financials. Yes. I 
I don't think I hear that too often. Uh, right. you know, and that's why when you, when you said it in the workshop, that, that's what I do. I don't love doing it, but I do. That's what people come to me for. So let's talk about that. I mean, well, I'm a little nerdy, okay, Mark? I, I'm a little nerdy, and I'm number-oriented, I'm right-brained, and very linear in my thinking. So math people, mm-hmm. engineers, scientists are all one, two, three, four, five, six. My creative people are yellow, 16, 85, green. So they don't think as linear as I do. And because I'm linear, I love things to make sense, and I love logic. You're having mm-hmm. to put puzzle together or put numbers together, that's something that I do very naturally, and it's just my swim lane. I love it. <laughs> a little wow. weird, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But if it's, help, if it's helping people get funded, that's, that's all right. So tell me this. I have then. done that. So what, yes. so what kind of people come to you? So who comes, what, what do your clients look like? Um, I've had all could, kinds. I've had those guys going for investor capital, those guys that are, going for commercial lending, and commercial lending is a little different than investor lending, and I don't know if we have time in the scope of the show to to go through both. Um, When I prepare clients um, for either type of um, capital, it looks a little bit different if you're going for investor funding because there's so many um, different variables on that side, but it's, it's pretty close to the commercial lending folks in that you still need the same kind of information. And I pretty much grill my clients very, very um, much to get them to think about things in a way that is um, the way a bank or an investor would think about it. So, let's, yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's do the. Let's talk about investor lending. That that's a lot of times people. That's a big. You know, everybody pretty much gets the whole bank thing. Let's talk about investor right. lending. You know, for the purpose of this conversation. Um, let's go down that path. I got a business. I've been in business three to five years. I'm doing maybe $250,000 a year, and I want to get some investment to grow. I maybe want to get another hundred grand or something like that. What happens? Mm-hmm. What, what do you do? So what are the you things that – you said what? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I should have lowered the amount. I shouldn't have said two I'm doing hundred fifty grand a year, and I want to grow my business. So I need like $100,000 worth of equipment and things like that. Okay, so you wouldn't. It's not typical to go to an investor for something like that, um, because okay. you're, you're not looking to you're you're not looking to scale. So investors, and, and there are different types of investors. Mark, there are VCs, there are angels, there are equity mm-hmm. funds, and they all have different reasons for investing, and they all have sweet spots, and they're all very different in terms of the things that they want to fund. So that's the first piece is, first of all, to identify the right type of investor. If all you want to do is purchase equipment, you've got to go to a commercial lender because an investor doesn't care about that necessarily. That sounds very harsh, but nobody cares. An investor wants you to scale. There is no reason for them to invest a lot of money if you're not going to scale the business and they're not going to get their share back. It just doesn't make sense. So they don't want pennies. They don't want interest that you can get from a bank. They don't want 15, 20. Uh, 8%. They don't want those little numbers. They want big numbers. And they want big numbers on big money. So if $100,000 in equipment will only get you another two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a year, move on. They're not interested. (laughs) 
So wow. the only time you're going to go for an investor um, feel most of the time is you're going to scale. Angels may do some of that work for you. That's what we call seed funding. They're all different levels. It gets a little technical when you start dealing with some of the investor folks. But seed funding is just startup stuff. You haven't made any money yet. This guy that you just gave me, he's got 150000 He has what we call in the adventure world is um, proof of concept. That's it. <laughs> so it just means the idea will work but they're more interested, again, in scaling. That means becoming really big, multi-billion, multi-million dollar business, not just growing another 5 or 10% over the next few years. That's not what they look for. Wow. So scalability is key over what Absolutely. period of time? I mean, like, I mean you know, so they give me the money? It or? It, well, mm-hmm. and usually, even if you're going to get big investment capital, they don't give you that much up front. So you might need a million dollars. But what's important to an investor is your team, who you are, and what the product is, and if it's their sweet spot. So more than likely, if you're going to look for investor capital, you, if your concept is technical, then mm-hmm. investors don't really invest in things that they don't know about. So if they're a technology equity firm, technology VC, then they know what they're looking for, and they'll have their own terms. They may say they want you to be able to make a profit or X amount of dollars in five years or three years, or they want first round, second round. And all this gets technical to the standpoint of seed capital is different than first round, first round is different than second round. It gets harder with certain investors as you go up the ladder because every round you have to buy out the round before. <laughs> so those guys don't want to get cheated on wow. the second round because they don't want to have to buy out too much on the backhand side. It depends on how many investors you already have in your company, how your company is structured, how much money you're making, who your team is. It's, again, very different wow. from commercial lending wow. and that commercial lenders don't look at all that. Now, when I watch Shark Tank and shows like that, I never see them invest in service businesses. The only thing really investors are interested in is really product businesses because products are scalable. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So there are some service companies. There are consulting companies that have gone public. Um, you've got your KPMG, mm-hmm. your EMY. Those guys are public. They're doing billions of dollars of sales every year. So it is possible to take a service company public or even get capital funding from it. But those are um, special cases. You're like, again, your proof of concept, your revenue model has to really be on point. You have to have something really unique, and you have to find the investor bank or equity fund that will want that particular type of business that they know a lot about it. And that's the key is what I'm saying is investors typically go after what they know about. So if you notice on Shark Tank, those guys won't fool with things that they don't know about. Right, 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 right. Okay, so – in that case, most of us are going to be going to the bank then. So right. let's talk about bank lending <laughs> and micro lending and places like uh, they right. get all the investors they got on the table. You know, I hear people right. all the time talk about getting investors, but let's, right. talk, let's talk about you know uh, lending then, straight up lending. So right. what's the deal on that? So with with lending, what I like to tell my clients is you really it's a good idea whether you're going investor or commercial lending to understand what how much you need. And that was um, stated uh, by your guest earlier, um, Stephanie. Stephanie. He said that she really wants to know how much you want to need. Sometimes with young investors, and when I say young, I don't mean necessarily age. I just mean the age of the company, not um, not the entrepreneur. They think that 
you know, I think I need $200,000 because I'm going to buy this piece of equipment and then I need a little marketing money. But truly, they don't really understand how to assess all of their needs when you look at growing a business. It's not just you need this piece of equipment. It could be that you need additional support staff to be able to take on additional business. It could be that you're not going to start, even though you get this equipment today, you're not going to be able to grow bigger for another eight months, which means you've got to take on additional um, expenses until you get to a certain point. Mm. So what I teach my client base is how to look at numbers very specifically for what they're doing in their business. It could be that you need a lot more or a lot less, but unless you get into your Mm -hmm. financials, what you're currently spending and what the projection is and how much you think this equipment is actually going to increase your business, given the fact that you have competitors, given the fact that you've got to now market this additional growth, it's still things that have to happen, that have to happen that's related to this growth. And, oh, yeah, by the way, every dollar you make costs a dollar. So if you are going to grow your revenue, you're going to grow your expenses. Let's just make sure we keep them in proportion. So I teach my clients to have a budget and to understand what that budget means and why it's important to manage from the paper, why is it important to look at numbers every single month to see what is the revenue, to see what did you forecast. Did you make the budget or did you not and why not? So it's easy to catch um, if you have employees. You can catch thievery, um, embezzlement, all kinds of things if you're watching your numbers. If you're not, it will be a long time before you know the guy's taking hot dogs out the back door because you're not looking at your numbers, you're paying the invoices, but you don't know that somebody's stealing from you because you had a budget of $10,000 a month, but you're spending 20000 and you don't know why. So if you see that gap, then there's something wrong. So when I'm going through numbers uh, with a client and if they have an established business, then I go through the old numbers and I project the future numbers. If there's no number history at all, then we start going through assumptions based on what we know about the industry, what we know about where the business is going to operate, how much marketing is going to go into that business, how many people are going to work in the business, is there a payroll, how many expenses, do you have overhead, do you have a computer, do you have bank Stop, please stop, stop, please stop. No, 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 my head's throbbing right now, but just tell me this. How many small business owners are receptive when they come in to what you're saying? I oh, mean, my God, cause, they hate I mean, me. I mean, because when I say we, okay, yeah, yeah. They absolutely hate me in the beginning, but they come to love me because they learn so much. And Mm -hmm. I have had them tell me while I've been in a session with them, you know, I I really don't know if I can do this. I I just need a moment. And then we get to the point. And I give them permission to tell me to scream and yell and have the temper tantrum because I know that this comes so easy for me. Most of them pull their hair out, and they're just, oh, my God, you're crazy. But at the end of the day, when they can see that revenue and when I give them a realistic revenue model that says, okay, for instance, I had a doctor once and she was an OBGYN, but she was opening a weight loss 
um, center in the same place. She couldn't practice OBGYN because she was she had just left a practice that was she was in competitive with. So she had to she okay. had an uncompete agreement, so she had a whole year. So for a little while she just did the weight loss business only. So when she wanted to add the OBGYN practice to it, she didn't really realize how much money she could make because she knew how much she had made at the previous practice. Click, 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 she's only one doctor. So you're only open so many hours. So you can't gotcha. work. So, so see how your revenue is now capped by how many hours you're mm-hmm. open. And don't forget, you got mm-hmm. part of this business going to weight loss. So I had her revenue down based on seeing clients at 15-minute intervals. That's how I was able to forecast her revenue to tell her what she was able to do and seeing what was possible on her days off, on the days that she was able to do uh, her medical practice and then the weight loss practice. So there's so many pieces to um, putting together a good revenue model and getting my clients to understand that you will not make $100 million by yourself. <laughs> not only can you not. In order, to, <laughs> mm-hmm. in order to do this, they have to start out with the right kind of uh, record-keeping system. So they can't come to you after three or four years and say, let's start now. They really need to have started well, tracking their... Yeah, they can. They can? They okay. can. But what okay. happens is I charge right. them more because I have to now set that up. I have to now do what I call really uh, reconstruct their financials. It costs more because okay. if you're sloppy, right. then I have to go clean it up. And I'm going to reconcile okay. bank statements. So it's it's sloppy. Now, if they don't want to do that, then we start over with clean assumptions. But it's better to use the old financial records because I have a history of what the business has done and it's easier to forecast based on what you know you've done as opposed to just creating those assumptions. Um, So I think it's risky not to go back and recreate. Um, You might as well pay the money you're going to pay one way or the other anyway. All right. All right, well, we're coming down here. I want to Man, you got my hair spinning, and this is what I do. I for do. A I'm sorry. You got me going. But you know what? The funny part is, is that no, it actually is. You know what I like? I like mm-hmm. when I see the client actually get it. Yeah. When the light bulb goes off and they go yes. click. Yeah. I really like that when they see that when I show them how I'm doing their projections based on units. Uh, right. Like, how many cakes can you really sell this week? How many? Let's be right. realistic. Absolutely. How are you, gonna, you need to sell 20 cakes this week. How many are you going to sell? Who are you going to sell them to? And they start right. going, wow, okay. Right. And not only how many cakes you sell, how much is it costing you to make those cakes? Everything, the box you put them in, the label, oh, the, everything. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But, we, so, we load those costs so up. Cost <laughs> yes. Load them good. So let's. I want you to tell everybody how to get in touch with you, and I'm going to ask you to give uh, your pearls of wisdom. So um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, and there's going to be a love-hate relationship at first. But I they know, right? To love me. <laughs> they will learn to love me. Okay, you can yeah. find me at HiranBay.com. That's www.khi. R O N B as in boy, A as in apple, E as in Edward, KyronBay.com. You can also reach me directly via phone 678-661-1860. One more time, 678 
661-1860. And the pearls of wisdom is the more you know, the safer you feel. You just have more confidence about your business once you know the numbers. Managing from the paper is the way the big grown-up businesses do, and I love teaching entrepreneurs how to leave a legacy, and that's the only way to do it is to understand what you have and how to keep it. Outstanding. Well, we definitely need to work together because I need to let people know I'm not the only guy running around that gives people a headache. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have to get together. I want you to do some workshops with me too. Uh, I think what you're doing Absolutely. is so important. You know, because um, it really comes down to the numbers. I don't care what it is you're making, what it is you're selling. If you can't show that you're making money with it, it's just a dream. Right. You know. Right. So, so, all right, Ms. Rhonda, thank you for coming out tonight. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward I to working with you in the future, fun. all right? Will do. All right. You have an absolute all right, great talk night. talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Once again, another great show. You got some great information tonight. Um, you learned how to dress, you know, having that right suit. And that just goes for women, too, not only men. Getting your clothes custom-made. Sometimes and the clothes last longer, you feel better, you look good. You know, Martin came up, gave us some great information about, you know, some of the new things that are going on in technology, and then we have Stephanie. i tell you what, this lift fund, if you're looking for money, you need to go check this out. You need to give her a call. If you have any questions about it, contact me, and I'll make sure I can put you in touch with her. I'm probably going to be doing a workshop with her over the next few weeks at the Urban League, so you can find out a little bit more about her. But I suggest if you're looking for money, let's get started. And, of course, Rhonda, you know, you're going to love to hate her and love her because she's going to make sure your numbers are right. So this is Mark Parham finishing another episode of Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business today. I hope you really, truly enjoy the show. I have a lot planned for you. I got a magazine coming out in a few weeks that's going to really be something. I want you to be contributors. A lot of people that have been on my show are actually going to be contributors to the magazine and the website. Got a lot in store for you, and I look forward to working with you. I look forward to helping you change your life, okay? I look forward to helping you walk in your purpose. This is Mark Parham signing off from Cat Billet Talk. I look forward to our next episode. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. We hope you enjoy the show.
JCPenney Saturday is starting Friday. Hurry into JCPenney to find select home expressions 100% cotton solid bath towels for $3. Plus, get an extra 20% off with your JCPenney credit card and coupon on select items. Or get an extra 15% off with any other form of payment. Prices value 826 to 827 coupon required. Value 824 to 828. Some exclusions apply. 20% off are subject to credit approval. Check jcp.com or newspaper for coupon details. And hey, Connecticut, come Friday till 10 p.m. and Saturday 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. to shop tax-free on clothing and footwear priced less than $100. Ends 827. JCPenney. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a drill instructor directing a musical. Town hut! Get those tap heels in line and let me see those jazz hands! Are you bundling your home and auto insurance through Progressive? Can you hear me through those sequins? Bundle your home and auto through Progressive and save. Left, 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 and step ball change. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Home insurance provided and serviced by other select insurers.